Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Third and Twenty Dynasty Podcast, Season Three, Episode Twelve. We're following Week Six of the NFL football season, and there's a lot of news and notes that we need to get to. So first, I'm going to say what's up to Jake, Frank, and Lunas. And without even giving you guys an option to reply, because, I mean, who cares? Uh, we're just going to say Carson Wentz out for six weeks. Kicking it off yeah. with the Commanders quarterback. Just disgusting performance on Monday, uh, Thursday night football. Uh, I think he passed for under 100 yards. And turns out his hand is broken. Some finger is broken, I think. Yeah, so, he got surgery, right? Yeah, you mm-hmm. might think. Yeah, but is this one of those scenarios where Schneider's hand in the medical team, like some bills? So they're like, yo, we don't want Carson playing for this draft pick upgrade. Like, yeah. I mean, he's got I would, a bigger injury. I, I, would, I would think so, maybe if not for, like, it's kind of like an intentional match. If not for, he got surgery. I would see, like, if maybe he was just out. Yeah, but this is the Washington Commanders where Washington's <laughs> organization is so bad that they could have been Their like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you need to. never be fine. Yeah. <laughs> they literally, um, what's his name? Trent Williams. Trent Williams had, like, cancer, and they couldn't diagnose it. Like, they missed that he had cancer. And we're like, no, you're fine. Like, keep going. Like, keep playing. And that's playing, why he's no yeah, longer yeah. a Washington Commander. <laughs> Uh, that might have been not as accurate as I would have liked, but close enough. The sentiment's there. Uh, anyway, though, I would have expected them to just throw in Sam Howell, but maybe they decide. That's what I thought, too. Hey, too soon to kind of just throw this rookie quarterback into this mess, this fray that's going on. Let's let Taylor Heineke take the brunt of, you know. All well, I mean, part of it, too, is, you know, put in put in Heineke for the tough reps when you're still in it while – because I, I mean, if you if you ask the commanders players, they're gonna think they still have a playoff shot. Um, they're not gonna be acting like mm. like a fan would, where they're where they're saying, "Oh, two and four, they're completely out of it." So you get a guy that's played in the system for a full season. Mm-hmm. If if you're trying to win the games, that's kind of what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And then if he struggles, you lose more games. You just have the natural progression to... into yeah. Sam Howell. It yeah. is. Crazy timing coincidence because I forget if it was the stock market episode that we did last week or if it was just this pod that we did last week where we were talking about Carson Wentz, you know, probably not playing the whole season, but who would have thought it would have been Thursday night football game that caused an injury? Yeah, I truthfully, I don't know what effect this had. Like, I think maybe good news for Terry McLaurin because Taylor Heineke and McLaurin look nah, better together. I, 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 I view it. I view it as worst news for all the receivers. You think so? I mean, um, Carson Wentz I think, did just pass for under. No, I know, I know. But generally, Wentz like just in, like if you gave both sixteen starts, I would expect Wentz uh, to have more yards and touchdowns. There'll be more picks, but there will be more yards and touchdowns than Heineke. So we're doing a whole cross the board, just bump them down a little bit. Yeah, dude, I don't think this realistically is changing any values or. I tend to side more. Well, no, no, not not like not like their dynasty values. Sorry, I didn't mean like that. I just I just mean like just playing them. Like in these couple next weeks, uh, while Haneke starting, I don't think it's like a plummet, but I I probably would have felt a little bit better with Wentz as the quarterback. Like I'm someone who's starting Curtis Samuel McLaurin. Yeah. What's up? I'm in a 12-team Superflex rebuild. I got Russell Wilson. Can't seem to trade him with anybody for a first. Yeah, it's kind can. of crazy. What you should I expect? me both. Hold. Just hold. Yeah, you just got to hold. I mean, Dude, the one like, thing, the thing ahead, that's Frank. on your side with this is that 
if you're going to hold on to anyone that's underperforming, a quarterback is probably the best one. He's on a super massive contract. He's had success before. So even if the crazy scenario, the Broncos were just like, fuck it, we're accident, we're out of this, he'll still get another shot with someone else. So uh, I agree that he should be worth at least uh, a late random first, if we're being realistic. I can understand why no one's giving it up for him right now, but the guy's been inconsistent. You just have to hold. Yeah, no, this is an easy hold. And I don't even think they can just, like, ax it. Like, even at a huge loss, the earliest they can is, like, 25. And even then, it's, like, a shit ton of dead money. Um, He's going to be a starter uh, for a few more years at the minimum. It's it's a hold. Because, I mean, do you blame anyone for not wanting to give up a first right now for us? Um, Yeah, I don't blame anyone. It's, It's like, I don't know how you can kind of expect it right now. I mean, if you if you're really panicking on Russ and you personally are just like, I don't want to hold Russ anymore. I'm completely out. Like Lunas was saying, you just have way better leverage doing a player swap. Oh, so because you know, a lot of the times the rebuilders are only going to want to buy low on Russ. So if they're giving up their precious draft picks, you're just going to get shafted in a deal like that. Yeah. You're going to be the clear. Oh, I gave him up for cheap. At least with players, you can finagle it into someone you like that's currently undervalued. Maybe a guy like a David Njoku, um, where it's like, okay, if I'm a contender and I want to get onto a guy that has a lot more upside and is putting up good points for his position, why not do something like that? Like that? Uh, but this, I wouldn't do that. I'm keeping yeah, Russ. Yeah, it feels gross trading Russ for the Cleveland Browns tight end. Um yeah, personally, I'm just firmly in the hold. I think now is like the worst time to sell Russell Wilson because he, he, I just refuse to believe he is this bad. You can't and, sell him right now. Yeah. yeah. Even, like, even if you desperately want to get him off your team, I just, I don't think now is ever going to be the time. Um, all right. But back to Russ segment. <laughs> yeah. Back to the commanders, real quick. Just, I don't know, like 30 seconds. Like, is it worth getting out on anyone like a Curtis Samuel, a Dotson? Like, is it worth trying to move into a more safe kind of player of a similar? I don't think so. Eh. Honestly, like all those guys value is pretty, I think stable at this point. I think the only one with any volatility is be Samuel, just because seeing Terry McLaurin put up those wide receiver one numbers and Dotson is good as a rookie. So those two values are not going to change significantly, at least. The only one that I would be worried about would be Curtis Samuel and just if this offense without Carson Wentz throwing the ball could support three wide receivers, Logan Thomas, Brian Robinson, all these other guys. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. All right. But all right, the, it seems like overall the the toll effect not that. Crazy. Yeah, no, the dynasty value doesn't really change much for me. It's mostly just do you feel confident starting them these next like this next month. This one I find to be very interesting because it kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, Cam Akers was held out of Sunday's game for the Rams. The it was originally reported as personal reasons, but then it came out that it's looking like the Rams are trying to trade. Cam Akers, give him somewhere else to play. Um, what, are, what are you getting for Cam Akers right that's now? What, that's why I was just going to say. Like, like what, I'm saying, like, you, you maybe get a seventh? Now, is uh, this Cam Akers? Do, is Cam Akers just like, yo, I'm not playing? I, like- think, I think it's Cam Akers' request. Because I think if it was just, like, the team decision, you can just bench him. 
I now, think... do you think this has to do with how quickly he played off of that Achilles injury, especially in the playoffs last year, where he's like, okay, you guys rush me back, and now, you know, whatever he's feeling because of the lack of playing time or inconsistent playing time this season, maybe it's something along the lines of that. It's just I want to know what side is is pushing the he's out. You know, is he just like, I'm out, or are the Rams just like, dude, you suck so bad just stay at home. (laughs) Um, I think, I think it's a, I think it is a little bit of, I mean, he's been terrible this season. Um, Who could have seen that coming, but I I think it is a combination of maybe he feels behind because the Rams O line is awful. It's terrible right now. Um, I think maybe he feels like he he has free agency coming up soon. I think he's a free agent, uh, not after this season, but after next season. Um, I'm sure he feels like if you went to a team with a good O-line that maybe he could, like, help himself. And I'm sure on the Rams' side, they're like, okay, you can leave your average in, like, three yards a carry. Like, it's it's not really a big deal with them. I'm interested to see what they could possibly get for him. My guess is a conditional sixth that could be either a sixth or a seventh. That would be my guess on the return, um, which is a crazy fall from Grace Burn. But he just he's not the same running back he was at this, his uh, rookie year. It's, it's a shame, but he's not. I mean, listen, pump the brakes on that. We're seeing him for five games. He's not going to be that same guy. The guy he was his rookie year was like someone I thought he was going to have like multiple like 1,100, 1,200. And that guy was also running behind one of the best offensive lines in football, which is now disintegrated to one of the almost worst offensive lines in football. So And then the trade compensation isn't linear to talent as well. Correct. It's not NFL fully linear, but like they'll tell you how teams value you. Very rare. Does a pl- we saw Amari Cooper go for a sixth round pick? Like, it, 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 yeah, but that wasn't because of talent. That was because he had a big contract. Okay, well, well, you're gonna well, you're gonna have to pay Cam Akers pretty soon. It's not like you're you're trading yeah, for him. He's got year, nine years on a, a year rookie deal. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I stand by the same stance I had last summer. I was always out on Cam Akers after uh, his injury and seeing um, his first couple of games back. And I wasn't going to be too hard on him. I gave him a chance at the start of the season. I just wasn't in on him. And he's kind of played how I expected him to. Uh, he started to get outsnapped by Henderson, even though he got more carries, if you look at the snap percentage, because Henderson's the better receiver and pass blocker. Um yeah, I think what's interesting now, um, if you look at their current backfield, Henderson's not a guy that's going to be like a full workhorse playing like 80, 85% mm-hmm. of snaps. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll, he'll be the majority back in like the 1A or the one in the in a slight committee. I'm kind of interested to see now Kyron Williams. I wasn't really high on Kyron Williams at all. I think the rest of you weren't high on him either. Uh, but I he's going like... to get an opportunity to get some carries now in this offense. This this but, team, I think, is one thousand percent bringing in a running back, whether it's a trade. I, I, th- I think this offseason for sure, because they brought in Malcolm Brown, who's been a so, part of this McVay offense before, who will steal some carries if they don't if they don't bring any win. But I'm expecting this team to trade or free agency a running back. Dude, look at this! I got this mean alpha, I think, alpha going on right here. <laughs> I think I think <laughs> nice. if, I think if they do, it'll be CMC. Um, I think that's the only one. He'd get incorporated into the receiving game. I know, but I think that's just a bullshit first initial report. I'm sure the Panthers put that out. And I mean, yeah, if, you, if you're I, really I think... expecting two firsts 
for a, I don't know how it's. I mean, he's only like 26, but a running back who's come off injuries the past two seasons, and you're expecting two first round picks. I, ju- I just on a big contract. I think it's a bad value play for the Rams to go out and trade for whatever the actual price for CMC is, because it doesn't make them. Let's say it's like a, let's better. say it's like a second and a third. Yeah, I, regardless of what it is, I don't think it makes them like a you know the front runner for the Super Bowl contenders. I mean, Whereas like the Bills, I think like I think the Bills your run game is probably the worst part of your team. You go out and you get CMC, like you're locking your you're like, hey, we are all in. Like this team is going to try and win the Super Bowl like at all costs. I agree. That um, makes way more sense. Yeah, where I just I don't think the Rams are. And then on the flip side, it's like. What is the actual market for Cam Akers? Who is out there looking to get a middle? My my, o- my only guess was a team that can give see giving up a super late round pick, um, Denver or Arizona, because I think those are like the only two rosters where if he walked in, he'd be the best running back. Atlanta. Um, yeah, but Arizona. Atlanta even then, like Miami. Miami. I don't know if he's better than Mostert right now. Most of I think that they're often if, if the price is truly I'm not kidding. Like, if the price is truly dirt cheap for Cam Akers and it's like a six for seven swap, then I think the market for Cam Akers could be pretty large. Um, I actually think that as the season progresses and if we see more running back injuries, we could see a team that's a contender near the deadline saying, screw it. It's cheap enough. I mean, a team like the freaking Eagles, they, they can just trade one of their bench receivers that does nothing and get the same return. Why don't, why don't they just turn around? Okay, we can just add another talented running back. Screw it. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> they don't even have Rager. Quez Watkins for... I don't know if I want to trade Quez Watkins for Cam Akers from the Eagles. That's I, crazy. Buddy, do you what just listen Cam to Akers? yourself? <laughs> do you I, yourself speak? I don't I don't think I do. I uh, I'll take what I'll a fall from grace with Cam Akers. I was right. I told listen, you guys can sh- shame me on I don't you know want. if I, I don't know if I necessarily disagree, but it's just like this guy He's the number like, 3 receiver and a deep threat. If you trade was Watkins for Akers, I wouldn't. I just, you got some nerve requesting a trade when you've been playing that fucking bad. <laughs> Think, bro! I don't know if terrible. I disagree. I don't know if I disagree. <laughs> um, Come on. Yeah, all right. It's enough Cam Akers. It's I just, just like, don't understand, Lutus, because, like, Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson put up virtually the same numbers, and you're like, one is amazing starting level running back, and the I other think Henderson, I think Henderson is better. will get him out of the league. I think Henderson like, is better. <laughs> I'm not saying Henderson will get much on the trade market. What do I think Henderson would get? Maybe a, a six? Maybe a fifth? Instead of six, seventh, it's fifth, six? Maybe? I don't think he'd get much on the trade market either. I just... I just At least he can pass Deontay Ingram gave Hilliard and Latavius Murray for him. You think Ingram gets on the field zone? No. Um, nah. I like your other wait, who, who did he say? Though. Who gets on the field zone? Keontae Ingram. Uh, I, 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 I like Keontae like a decent amount, too, just because, like, James Conner was so injury-prone. I had a feeling that, like, you know, this was going to happen. But then it did happen, and Keontae is not getting on the field. And I mean, I know he's a rookie and everything, but like running backs, you kind of expect him to be making an impact early. And if he's not, you know, beating out Daryl Williams and Eno Benjamin, signs signs are pointing to not great. He's, he was a healthy scratch for the first few weeks too. Um, 
He was only not... active this week because of the injuries. Yeah, but the other one, getting Kyle Pitts for Hollywood Goddard in a second, and then you're also getting Dotson on top. Big fan. Kyle Pitts, cheap. Get Kyle Pitts. Um, Ingram has right. no vision. Joe A. Bear says that Keontae Ingram is actually blind. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about vision. I'm not, not, not going to be the but... one to argue you. <laughs> yeah, it's just he's not he's not getting on the field, which is not great. But yeah, no. speaking of the Cardinals, that's a great transition to the Cardinals wide receiver situation because we have a lot going on in Arizona. I think we'll start off with the juiciest news, juicy, juicier news, I guess. Robbie Anderson. Has is like that a, the juicy uh, news? I thought the Hollywood was going to be the. Well, juicy no, no, because this this is like what's going on in all the. Uh, <laughs> What is it called? Like the talking heads and everything. It's Robbie talking Anderson heads. had like a meltdown on, on the field, got kicked yeah. out of the game, a la Antonio Brown on the box against the Jets. Um Steve Wilkes. It wasn't it wasn't, a, it wasn't as bad as it me. wasn't as bad, but he was he, he like he like <laughs> he, squared he was, up to he, his coach. He, he, he was going off on the coach. Yeah. He yeah, squared yeah. up to his coach, and he was sitting alone away from all the other receivers, and then yeah. Wilkes was like, just get out of here, buddy. Uh and then literally the next day, Robbie Anderson gets traded to the Arizona Cardinals, um, which coincided with Antonio Brown also originally nope. reported to be out for the Hollywood year. Hollywood Brown. Then, oh, sorry, Hollywood Brown, his cousin. Um Originally reported to be out for the year, changed to I think it's looking like a six week injury, six but it's the same yeah. foot that he had the Liz Frank issue with, right? Is that correct? Mm-hmm. That's and the scary there part. it is, buddy. That's the scary part. Okay. It doesn't so, go away. And just to jumble it all together, we also have DeAndre Hopkins coming back. Coming back. Yeah, from we, yes. yeah we do. So I know. One, go ahead, JJ. One is Rob, just real quick, is Robbie Anderson like worth anything? Like, yes. Are we getting? He's, on still, he's still worth something. Now, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. is he worth like a third, a no. fourth? Yes, a I think fourth. a third. Will Kyle, will not will not, a, not a high and third. Kyler Murray get their heads out of their ass at any not, point not this a, season? Because I, no. I don't know. I don't know about that's Kingsbury. the main issue. Cliff, <laughs> I think Cliff is pretty close to getting fired. Um, he should have never got the job in the first place, but whatever. I, I mean, if you want to give it to him in the beginning, yeah, sure. But since it, it's bad now, um, they're just telling Kyler, like, bail us out. And then Kyler's not play, playing his best right now either. Um, but I think Robbie Anderson, is a, I'd probably value him at, like, a like a late third, mid to late third. Um, okay, you said so- you're shaking your head no. I'd rather have Robbie Anderson than Mitchell Trubisky. Well, I'm just wondering, can, well, can Robbie Anderson fill in and put play. up Last year, Christian Kirk numbers. No, I think you're asking a lot from him there. Well, the other question that's not even a question for that to happen, you have to wonder what's going on with Rondell Moore. Where's Rondell Moore fit into all this? He's been getting a lot of targets. I think that is the number one thing with this whole situation. I don't know what to think of Rondell Moore anymore, um, or how to even value him. Uh, because it's like the second. Hollywood is out for six weeks. They feel the need to go out and give up assets to get a receiver, even with Hopkins coming back. Um, I know they weren't actual like legit assets. It was a sixth and a seventh round pick. Um, no, no, I'm pretty I, sure. I, I, uh, it wasn't anything worth the whole lot. It wasn't anything crazy, but I mean, like, I would have liked to see them be like, okay, Rondo, step into this number two role to Hopkins. He'll draw most of the attention and just do you think? And like, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of underwhelmed by Rondo, and I loved over, him coming out of college. 
he's he's played over 85 percent of the snaps in all three of his games this season past two games he's had 10 and 8 targets um dude like is he not the number two i'm, I'm confused. I, I i i think he is frank i think he is the number two in this robbie anderson move was just a very happy coincidence i'm gonna call Do it you, that, hold on. who's that who's that other receiver uh there right now george. right below george do you think if if they're like comfortable with rondo more at the two they feel the need that george is such a bad number three that they have to go trade for another receiver well i, I think I, they needed again, receivers to begin with and right. now they I lost the one. point i think the point was that they took advantage of a very cheap situation on robbie anderson they're like okay we'll give up the seventh cheap. round pick when we just lost Hollywood Brown, and he's a guy that could fill that void at least partially for a sixth-round pick. He can be a deep round pick. Yeah. yeah, with a coaching right. staff that is, like you said, probably about to get fired if they lose a couple more games. Like, I think that right. I think that plays a factor. That's fair. So they're just trying to win anything they can do, and they said, okay, we'll bring in a depth piece here. And even if Robbie Anderson is the fourth receiver or the third receiver, it's still worth it because now they have the depth at least until Hollywood gets back. So is Rondo more going to eat still? Like, is he going to stay consistent say, seeing these 7, 10, 11 targets, even though they're not the, the juiciest targets? What, what do you guys value him at right now? Probably mid to late second. I was going to say late I'm second. not giving up a mid-second for Rondo Moore. Definitely not. I was thinking late second, early third. Man, I think I you think, guys I are think it's, I think Moore a little I bit. I think it's closer to early third, and I love early coming third. Up. I don't understand. Why is his price closer gone down now? Third. Why, why yeah, we, is his price gone down? I don't understand. He's had 18 targets the past two games. I just And I he's just, playing all the snaps. He, he's yeah, playing. he's on just, the field the whole game. I, I don't know why it would go He's down. been productive when the offense has been relatively shit. If what if Look, we see I will the say Kyler this. Murray that we saw for half I, of last year? Was I will say this. Candidate. If Robbie Anderson is the reason that Rondell Moore can't get targets, then I'm done. Like, see, see Rondell Moore. Yeah, because Robbie Anderson, I don't think is that good. Truthfully, see, no, the, re- the, reason, the reason I'm out is because I think they traded for Robbie to be the two and Rondell to be like just, a slot. That's the reason. My, if that's not the case and Rondell was the definitive number two and he's getting... Robbie uh, could barely be the two on the yards. Panthers. Like Robbie I know, was but, I mean, barely Ky- beating out. Shai I know, Smith. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. He wasn't, but I mean, Kyler is also going to be the best quarterback he plays. I listen. I'm not saying Robbie Anderson's like the scariest. He's not. Um, but it, like, it, it, I, I, if he's outproducing Robbie Anderson, I'm going to feel a lot better. Like, if he's putting up more fantasy points than him on a week to week basis, great. I'll be back in on Rondo Moore. I'll say he's kind of towards maybe a 208 range value. But I think for right now, I haven't probably like. Eh, if I was going to trade like 211, 212, 301 for him, sure. But I don't know. Even like 211, I think I might just take my chances on the draft pick. Which wow. we'll go over later when we see it. But yeah. 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 I'm interested to see who that will be at 211. Um, yeah. I'm just going to say like Robbie Anderson, I, I would be entertained for any third. I, I would do that mass offer strategy that we talked about before and just see if I could get a third for Robbie Anderson because I just I don't trust him. Rondell Moore. I think I stick with them. I'm not giving up any early second. If I could give up like a 2024 second for Rondell Moore, I'd be entertaining that. Um, and again, or, I'm, or I'm rooting for a second quality kind of player. Yeah, I'm rooting for, because uh, I mean, 
I, I think you guys remember, I know Frank, me and Frank watched a ton of them. I loved him coming out of college. I have his shares in a shit ton of leagues where I drafted him around like that 204, 205 range when he was coming out uh, in the NFL draft. And so I'm rooting for him to do well. I'm just, I'm down. Elijah I'm, Moore or Rondo Moore right now? Elijah Moore. Ooh. Elijah Moore. Ugh. Right now, Elijah he's a much Elijah more talented Moore. receiver. He's the more talented receiver. I mean, I, I agree he is the more talented wide receiver, but he is just that Jets offense looks too crap. Fucking for him Zach right Wilson now. had like 80 passing yards last game. I, for, I'm more so concerned about Zach Wilson, but that's a different story. For, for me, I have them both around that mid second tier. I guess I give the nod to Elijah still. But Subject to change soon. I mean, if if, if Elijah was if in for Rondo, if, if Elijah was swapped in for Rondo more in that Cardinals offense, I think you'd be seeing better production. I'd assume I'm sure so. you would. <laughs> yeah. um, no, no, no. I'm not saying better production than he's on the Jets. I mean, better production than Rondo has put up the weeks he's been oh. in entire career there. Even yeah, sure. Yeah, probably. I mean, he hasn't done a whole lot yet. No, I, just... I disagree because then Rondo Moore would be Braxton Berrios on the Jets. Getting you know what? Maybe Zach Wilson. He, he might. He might around. be the Berrios on the Jets. <laughs> I don't know. That's actually a fair point. He might be the Berrios. Well. Now that you mentioned Elijah Moore, one of his counterparts that I always talk about on the pod and was in love with for a little bit, um, he tweeted out, LOL, that's Rashad Bateman, in response to, we believe, in response to Deshaun Jackson signing with the Ravens. It was uh, just coincidentally this, this, like 10 minutes after 10 minutes he got signed. The report. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just... First, I, I as soon as this happened, I sent it to you guys like, "Is Will Fuller dead?" Like, I don't know how we're digging up the shot. Yeah, I, I think I think Will Fuller just is like, I've gotten injured so many times, I've made millions of dollars. I'm just gonna relax. I, I think he's just silently retired. He is dead until proven alive. Yeah. I think he's silently <laughs> retired, or like, I think maybe he has like two or three teams that he'd play for, where it's like a place he'd want to live. And like a I think that's more the issue is that he only wants to sign with like four with teams. Like, Didn't he yeah, quit on I Miami? think that's it. He no, he, he straight just, up he no he straight up said last offseason he's like I'm not signing anywhere that's cold. Um and I'm sure it's like <laughs> that's great. He he said that. He's like I don't want to live somewhere that's like shitty. Like it's in I think I think it's what me and Jake said. Well, I right, think man. he just has three or four teams that he play for. And otherwise he's like I'm just chilling. There's there's nice areas around Baltimore. I honestly get it. Like area. the human aspect, like I understand it. You've made you've made millions. Like it's Do I you know it. Baltimore JT. I said I said around okay. Baltimore, there's quick, nice though. areas. Back, back it's definitely bad. Yeah, yeah, Baltimore's a nice area. Um <laughs> I mean the, the two major questions from this are A, is DJX gonna do anything? No. And, no. Okay, so that means then B. This doesn't impact any of the Ravens receivers. You're not it like, oh, shit. It, it shouldn't, which is why the reason I think that tweet was pathetic. Well, I'm like, it does kind of have me. You're baiting. They spent a first round pick on you two years ago. They traded away the number one receiver for you to step in as the number one. Why the fuck do you care about Deshaun Jackson? I just want to know, like, like, is there more to his injury or whatever that's going on? Like, it was, it was a foot injury, right? Like, is there more to this injury that's, like, not being said? Like, is he out for more weeks? Like, is it, like, is it more Maybe. to do with that than it is with uh, actually Deshaun Jackson? Because, I mean, Maybe. when Rashad Bateman's not in, this receiving group is just, it's so gross. It's just, like, Devin Duvernay, James Prochet. Like, you do have it's Mark disgusting. Andrews there, obviously. But, like, yeah, it's just, 
We expect and- Kolar, I think, is coming back this week as well. Which is nice, but it's like, you know, this is a late round tight end. Like, we don't. Yeah, it's know, just. He, like, yeah, he's just about to go off, let's say. Yeah, we, we like 70 yards, a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, sure. But anyway, I, I think this team just needs a receiver regardless. Um, it's just weird that Badly. Jax is the one that. It, like, I mean, there's not many other good free agents. Yeah. I, I would have liked to. I mean, I wouldn't have hated if they did what the Cardinals gave up for Robbie Anderson. Like a what did it take a sixth and then a next year seventh to add him? I think Anderson's better than Duvernay, yeah, or at least more talented. Uh, I'm just who, low on Duvernay. And- I don't know. I think I'd rather Duvernay, have I, Devin Duvernay. I think Duvernay. I think I think Duvernay's in the better offense. I think Anderson is more talented though than Duvernay as a receiver. Not as a rebuilder, things because as a rebuilder, hold or sell Deion Jackson, and if so, what can you get for him? I just I don't think you. I mean, Frank offered. What are you going to get for Deion Jackson? I mean, maybe sell sell him sell him to the person who has Jonathan Taylor as a handcuff would be. Yeah, I I sent out and and one of in the league I have, and I'm also just like kind of hard retooling right now. Uh, you can have him for a fifth. I didn't get a bite, so I I. I guess you yeah, sell, I, and if you can sell, you sell for any draft pick that you can get. Yeah, I, I would try. I would try targeting the Jonathan Taylor, uh, whoever has Taylor, and just be like, "Use your handcuff for your starting running back." He's a good hand. I mean, yeah, because well start. I mean, he looks really that's good, but it's going to require again Taylor to be out, and then on top of Taylor, and Hines, 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 and you know, it's just. It was a good game, though. He had a good game, but it's he had a good game. But your your best bet your your best bet is the Taylor owner giving you a fourth or fifth round pick, and I think that's a good outcome. Yeah. Uh, next on the agenda, we got Dak Prescott. It was thought that he might actually come back to uh, the game against the Eagles Sunday night. He was game, never coming back. But too scared. Yeah. I mean, according to Jerry Jones, he should have been back three weeks ago. But uh, <laughs> that yeah, was always have, crazy. Yeah, we have Dak Prescott is making his return. I just think. He took a massive hit on keep trade cut where he definitely was overvalued in the beginning of the season. I think Dak has always been kind of overvalued, but like the hit that he took for only being out like five weeks. I'm going to let, uh, listen, I'm going to let you guys, if you want to take him on the stock thing tomorrow, I don't think he's going to be good in his first game back. I've already been holding him. I think it it took, it took Russell, it took Russell Wilson like two games after that injury to kind of get back to looking like normal Russ that season. Yeah. They're not playing the Lions though. They're playing the Lions. The team that after the Lions, this is a crazy crazy stat that I saw on Twitter. The Lions had a bye week this week and they have still allowed the most points in NFL (laughs) history. (laughs) Yeah. That's a fair point. I, I just, I don't know. Like, they got humiliated the week before their bye week, like just absolutely. What was it? Twenty nine, nothing. Twenty six, nothing. Something like that against the Patriots. It wasn't great. It, whatever it was. Yeah, it was bad. I I think like getting humiliated like that bye week. I think they'll come out playing pretty well. Um, I don't know. I just thought, I, think, I just I think, think the Dallas Cowboys are very comparable to the Patriots though in terms of like defense is very good. Uh, they have a good run game. A solid run game. I mean, differences I mean, though. The Cowboys have Dak and CD Lamb, where the Patriots. That's have. right. I think I think the guy yeah, though that I think I think the guy though that I think is going to take the biggest jump. Um, besides, uh, besides, obviously, like you want to say, um, forget the number, the number. Oh, CD Lamb, like obviously, who I think you can expect him to be more productive. I think Michael Gallup is going to take a big jump. 
I think once now he's the easy number two in that offense. Um, and I think Dak there now. Uh, I'm being sorry, back, I didn't know you pronounce Dalton Schultz as Michael Gallup. Oh, we have a Dalton Schultz uh, truther. Oh, oh, okay. Dak and da- Dak and Dalton Schultz have always been a good connection. They I, they, I they were a good connection when Michael Gallup was injured. Did y'all know Nico Collins has more points? I do than like Dalton Schultz. Than I do like Dalton Schultz, and I think That's he gets. Not, some not. That's not. I true. I think that Dak is. Like JT said, that um that that bump that he got, or not bump, the dip. What do you call it? The dip that he got was way too much. I sent out a lot of offers for Dak Prescott in in leagues. I only got a bite in one of them. Um, but I was able to get one, so I guess hurrah. <clears throat> I think he's gonna come back and perform well. To me, this offense compared to like what the first two weeks of the season is performing much better. They're executing much better. I think the talent on the outside is finally getting there now that you got uh, Gallup back. Um, guys like Noah Brown seem to be a little bit more comfortable in that third wide receiver role. And um, and the run game is slightly more consistent. I think that when Dak comes back, this offense goes back to what it was last season as one of the more prolific offenses in football. I don't think that necessarily means that Dak is a lock to be a top-term fantasy quarterback because – they do just spread the football around because they get those two running backs. So they're running the ball at a pretty decently high rate and doing a lot of wonkier kind of things. I mean, they're um, typically, though, uh, one of the top pass passing teams in terms I of just, pass attempts. Yeah, I feel like in the red zone, though, is where you're really seeing a lot of this, this gimmicky run game bullcrap. So it will negate those passing touchdowns that I feel like a couple years ago, Dak was getting more consistent numbers out of. Um, but I, I think that Dak has been one of the more tremendous by lows, especially at the quarterback position. Dude, I, I his price was like 4800 What's his, that what's is his price at now? That is criminally low to what's me. What's his price at now? Because I, I actually do believe it, uh, do agree with you guys. I do think he was underrated last time I checked on him. 5k basically uh which who's like around him i need i need something to compare it to. uh around him would be damien pierce uh austin eckler michael Pittman, those kind of players um, i just feel like yeah the, he should, he should value he should be, you can invest in a in a relative a long-term pretty stable asset a guy that has put up multiple seasons as a high-end quarterback i mean he's he's what 30 years old 29 mm-hmm. He might turn 30 this season. I, I just I don't understand why the price is that low. Like you can you can flip into if you want Dak Prescott, you can get him. And you and it's not one of these, oh, I have to give up a quarterback sort of a thing. People are pissed off at Dak Prescott. Uh, oh, it's yeah, not yeah, every league rough. that you can do it, but so you know you need you need a you need an asset on top of Russ, obviously. Uh, yeah, but what is the hypothetical asset on top of Russ right now? I would guess a decent amount more still needed. Ross, really second. Do you, really? Do you, no, I was about I was to say you a need second. To, I was, I think I was a gonna second. Say, well, okay, if it's an early second, that's different. I was kind of thinking like I got I don't know, just like a general random second. I was gonna say Russ in two seconds. Um and I think that would be a good trade. I mean okay, keep if trade it was like cuts, two contender seconds, yeah. Keep trade yeah, cuts like if it's like Russ two and, mid to later seconds. Keep trade cut says Rossin in a twenty twenty three early second is actually the, overpaying for Dak. I just I don't I don't think it is. I don't I don't even know if that gets done. 
because uh, you could say you could say Russ is like at his low. Dak is also underrated. So I think when like you kind of even those out, um, I think if you can get Dak for Russ in an early second, that's a great deal. You think Malik Willis could be the next Jalen Hurts second rounder who had to sit behind a starting quarterback? I think Jalen Hurts no. is not a great comp for him just because they're they're kind of like opposites. Jalen Hurts has always been a relatively accurate quarterback and. And in terms of like his game from the pocket, it's been pretty decent. He just ne- he he didn't really have that top end arm talent that really like was gonna wow you and put you in the first round, which is always a big knock. Which is what and, Malik has. Yeah, and that's like Malik Willis to me, if his his ideal scenario is being kind of like a Vic, where it's like, okay, he's mm-hmm. average from in the pocket, but then that stuff that he can do off script just carries him. There, like a, yeah, there would need to be like a two. fundamental philosophy change and, in Tennessee and, for him to I, get anywhere near. Uh, I also, like I also do want to say, um, I, I not that I think Tennessee is a bad situation because I think Mike Vrabel would actually put a good offense around him and a run-heavy offense. But Hertz has the no, perfect it, offense around him. It, right it now. wouldn't be good for the, yeah, Lake but, like, Tennessee is not a good receivers. The O line Hertz is like yeah, but a, think about the intangibles as well. Like Hertz is probably like the one of the most mentally tough players yeah. in the league and probably one of the best leaders at the quarterback position right now. I mean that's that's like hard to do. Like forget about the stuff that he's doing on the field now. Like that in and of itself, those intangibles that he possesses. I know Malik Willis doesn't have that. What Malik Willis doesn't have, what Malik Willis also doesn't have, is a good O line. Any good receivers currently with Traylon Burks out, you know, there's just nothing. Dude, lastly, this is this is the JT point of view. You you were given a quarterback that has a crazy arm, can make everyone miss. Why wasn't he in the top two rounds of the NFL draft? Mm-hmm. That and is you have all Jay- those Jaylen... physical tools in the league today where it, this is after the drafts of Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts and things like this is after those drafts where those were already seen as good value picks. This dude still fell to the third round with like five teams that needed a quarterback passing on him multiple times. I, I was about to say also Jalen Hurts was a second round pick in a significantly more talented quarterback class. There are multiple quarterbacks that went in the first round of uh, the year Jalen Hurts got drafted. Um, it, it, they're different well, style players. Her, like Malik Willis has an arm that Jalen Hurts will never have, but Jalen Hurts kind of has always been kind of a more accurate quarterback than Malik Willis. Uh, if you want to say they're similar runners, sure. I think Jalen Hurts is kind of more of a power runner. Um, I, it's kind of a tough comp. I think well, you're hoping Lunas. he turns into like – Mid-fit. You said you said Jalen Hurts was drafted in a significantly better quarterback class, but I'm just going to transition us here to at the time at the I'm, time. I'm going to I'm gonna transition to us. I'm going to transition us here, Lunas, to you know potential Hall of Famer Bailey Zappi uh, was drafted in the same quarterback class as Malik Willis. So <laughs> we got. I'm all right. I might be wrong. Yeah, you know we do have that Patriots quarterback room. I mean, the media is making it more than it is controversy, but I, I think it's a controversy. All right, you're actually buying in. Perfect. All right, Lewis, let's hear it. Why? Why is it actually a controversy? He, I don't think Belichick gives a fuck about draft status. I think he cares about like he hundred percent well. does not care. 
He yeah, won I, I, I think that does not give. It I shit. think all he cares about is who's playing for well for me right now, who's following our schemes, who's making the right decisions and the right plays, and he's done all that. Like, I, I, if I had to predict and bet money on it, yes. Do I think? Do I think Mac Jones comes back as a starter once he's fully healthy? If I had to, like, like I said, bet the house on it, I'd bet on Mac Jones. But I don't think this is something that can just be brushed off because I, I, I don't think Belichick gives a fuck about draft status or contract or anything. He's gonna. Yeah, I think the it's players. the other way around. I think he's like, dude, yes, I picked this guy up in the sixth. Yeah, I actually he's think, yeah, he, like, he might, he might, he <laughs> might like it more the fact that he was a sixth round pick compared to the just first. Like, he's like, he's like, oh, the, Brady, bitch, watch me do it again. Like, yeah, he's like, I'm gonna find my next sixth round. So, like again, if I had to bet the house, I think Mac Jones. But I, I don't think this is just something that's like, oh, it's ridiculous. You guys, you guys are doing Bailey Zappi a disservice, though. He was actually a fourth round pick. Well, it doesn't fucking matter. Fine, <laughs> fourth round pick, whatever it may fourth be. Fourth round pick, yeah, exactly. Whatever, like I, I don't think Belichick gives a fuck about any of that. I just, like, I, it's, it, it, I get that they're winning games, they're competitive with the, uh, the Packers too. They could have won that, but like. It's not because of Bailey's happy that they're winning these games. Look at his numbers. Well, yeah, that's why I wanted to ask him you, Linus. Are not you? Losing. Are you more pro Bailey Zap or anti Malik? Not Malik Willis. Mac Jones with this team. I'm not. I'm not anti Mac. I'm not anti Mac. I no, just you were been... just pro, you just think that Bailey Zap is a starting quarterback in the league. He's impressed me. Who's Lunas, his number one receiver? Lunas, do you know what Bailey Zappi's quarterback rating is? His number one receivers are Devontae Parker. And well, those were also Mac Jones in the year no. 2022. <laughs> those were also Mac Jones's <laughs> primary receivers. I don't care. He's he, listen, listen. Hey, Zappy put up more yards in Mac Jones's offense in college. Had ba- Bailey Zappy, Zappy's quarterback rating so far is a 34.7. Like, <laughs> like, listen, I don't know how his numbers have yards? been good. Yeah, okay. On this, that QBR is. bullshit. The the fucking let me see. Yeah, he, he had 300 yards. He had a 56.4 QBR against Cleveland. He had 188 yards, um, and 24.8 QBR against Detroit. Okay, he had let 13. me. 13.2 QBR against the Pack. Yeah, but the QBR. But listen, against Cleveland on the road against uh, Cleveland has a pretty solid defense. 24-34, 309 yards, 71, uh, 70.6 completion percentage, two touchdowns, no turnovers. Um, against Detroit in a blowout, 17 of 21, 188 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Against Green Bay, 10 of 15 for 99 yards, one touchdown. On the road against uh, Green Bay, who was just thrown into the game, didn't get any starter ups in practice. Has Mac Jones blown you away this season? No. No, certainly not. But he, he like, similar to Bailey Zappi, like, he's doing enough not to lose the Patriots games. I just think Mac Jones has been able to do more, too, though. Like, I, he had very good throws against the Dolphins where he, like, just dropped it in, um, you know, made impressive plays to me where I wasn't necessarily seeing that as much in his rookie season. Um, and again, like you're saying, he's playing with, like, Jacoby Myers, who was actually hurt for a couple games. So it's like Devontae Parker and, and Kendrick Thorne, Thorne was out. Hunter Thorne Henry was out as yeah, well. are, are your top guys. And like, not for nothing, but Bailey Zappi, like his, his main game was against the, the Lions where he just was okay. And then he had a good game against Cleveland, but like Cleveland's defense has actually been one of the worst this year too. Like, I think they're like the 30th ranked defense this year, believe it or not. So that's surprising. I, yeah, it's... 
He won I, games I that the Patriots it, were supposed to win. Well, not it's, only it's, that, the freaking Browns were punting what every single drive yeah, until the yeah. fourth quarter. Like they didn't do that defense and any they had, favors. They had no answer for Ramondre Stevenson too. Like they so, just could not stop Stevenson. I Again, think I, that I, this is a really good buy low window if someone is panicking on Mac Jones. I think that Mac Jones is a franchise quarterback level quarterback and i mean let's not forget right in the beginning of the offseason there was how many reports about how this offense couldn't do anything in practice how the the offensive coordinator position is a complete disaster the offense has absolutely zero talent mac jones wasn't playing that poorly they they figured a couple things out especially like jt said in the run game and they still are 500 the, Mac Jones is the starting quarterback of this of this. Football. I was going to say you said they're three and three. Zappy's got two of them. But oh, congratulations! It, you uh, no no no. A we Detroit team that couldn't score and a Browns team that couldn't score. I could have gone out and played quarterback. We might have had a chance. Against the Lions, you would have. You should. You should have yeah, played for the, zero points. Should have, should have played. Uh, should have played for the Steelers then that Thursday night game. Um, Whoa, but, dude, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Come on. That was, that was a low blow. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> impressive win this weekend for Pittsburgh. Uh, but what was I going to say? No, I, I do think Mac comes back to starter. I just don't think it's nothing. Like, I, I don't think – I think the people who are saying, like, anyone who's even, like, talking about it, or it's ridiculous. Are you buying Zappy then? What are you buying Zappy for? I would wait until Mac comes back to buy Zappy. And then just hope that Mac struggles. That's a lot what of you buying ifs. For? Yeah, I mean, what, what's the price? And of I that doubt too? you actually what, do that. I think you're a fraud. I don't think you buy. Ooh, what, what's the point? What's league. the price for Zappy? I mean, I'm you're the one trading for him. I'm pretty cut. It's saying he's a late third, 2023 late third. You giving up your thirds for Zappies? I'm a thousand percent giving up a fourth. Who knows? The Zappy guy gives him up for a fourth. I mean, I'm assuming, but that's right now a third. I think when Mac comes back, it drops to a fourth. That's what I'm saying is the time to trade for him. Okay. I, so I, I just don't think, think you can get that. I don't think you can get a fourth form. I just think that most Zappy people are going to be like, "Fuck it, I'll hang on to him." Fourth thing worth it. Maybe. I think it's interesting. Yeah, is Zappy Matt, did break records in college. He was nuts. Mac Jones yeah, on the, Kentucky, uh, the how, how Hilltop. Much, how much, last year was electric. Yeah, I think Mac Jones is a really talented quarterback. You guys are completely. How I, much, I would how much longer Mac is Mac Jones? Jones. Well, well, you would trade a first for Mac Jones. Hundred percent. I would. I, I think. I think Mac Jones. Mind. I think Mac Jones is a good real life quarterback. But as far as fantasy is concerned, for fantasy, just, no. Yeah, it's not I'm worth not the juice. Is not worth the squeeze. I would I would rather go and get Russell Wilson at probably a similar price, because um, I just think I agree get with way you more actually for Russell Wilson. I agree with you actually. Uh, real <clears> quick before we move on from this topic, does anyone know when Mac Jones is supposed to be back? I know he's just kind like of been. I think he's coming back week. this week. Yeah, this week he's back. Okay. Do we want to do we want to ditch trades we're doing, or do we want to run through them real quick? I think we, we have a. Just- we could do them quick. Um, I, right. I'll just say mine in like 15 seconds. Uh, trade for Garrett Wilson. I don't know what it takes. I, I've been offering like, I, I've been offering like deals around like Debo for Garrett Wilson in leagues and been struggling even to do that. Um, I don't know what I have to add on top of Debo. 
because I, I don't feel comfortable adding like too much more. But just in general, like a, a guy like a Debo, if you if you're not winning right now, um, I don't know if you can get like Devont it, again. If you're not trying to win a championship like this year, this year, if you don't think you're one of the top two or three teams, see what a Devont like. Not just straight up one for one, but if you can get like this player and something else or whatever it may have to be on either side, Devontae Adams and Garrett. I, I'm just trying to buy Garrett Wilson everywhere before I think he starts blowing up. Cause I think Zach Wilson coming back, it's kind of been off and I still value him as a top 12, top 10 dynasty wide receiver. Um, and why now he's still like wide receiver 18. A lot of people's minds, he's kind of had an underwhelming two week stretch. I'm trying to buy him everywhere. So that's my trade that I'm doing in the leagues. All, All right. right, these are ones that I wanted to ponder. I'm not necessarily offering them out, but what's the viewpoint of Terry McLaurin? Um, I, I feel I like everyone is really soured on Terry McLaurin because of the whole commander scenario. See, you guys are all I am still in on Terry McLaurin. I, I still, still am too. McLaurin I'm a lot of talent. I'm holding because I don't have a choice. It's because of the fact that everyone's people, soured on him. I have seen leagues where people are trading Terry now for less than a first. Now it seems like he I think is, that now is the worst time to trade him. I would not exactly. want to give up a first for Terry. Uh, that's the thing. That's I, the I don't point. think you have to give up a first anymore. I think for every single week, basically, up until now, you have had to pay a first for Terry McLaurin, and now it is finally low enough to where you can... You can get you him can for a MacGyver your way into a more favorable deal. I I am really starting to think about potentially trying to offer out for Terry McLaurin in contender leagues. Dude, people see the 27 next to his name and they think this guy's a dinosaur. Let's be realistic. Terry McLaurin still has a pretty good three-year outlook in the league. They they just signed him to a new contract. Um Come on, Washington's got to figure his, it out eventually, his, his, right? His, like, his two, his no. two, his two no, best quarterbacks, his two best quarterbacks he's had in his career are Ryan. Was it Ryan Fitzpatrick early on? No, or was it was it someone else. It was Ryan Fitzpatrick for like what the off season, maybe a quarter. No, and then his, 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 his rookie season. Oh, his rookie season um, when he blew up initially. It may have. It might. Uh, I might I have. Remember. I don't know. I forgot. Um, but his no, rookie season Alex is what I'm Smith? thinking Was it about. that Alex Smith season yes. when he came back? No, no, no. Mm -hmm. Alex Smith wasn't his rookie year. That wasn't his rookie year. Kyle Allen? He did catch a – Kyle Allen's one of them. Maybe. I don't know. But either uh, way, uh, you could argue the best quarterback of his career has been this season's Carson Wentz um, or, like, <laughs> post-leg injury Alex Smith, whichever one you want to pick. Uh, not good. Um I'm kind of with Frank. I figure that they get at least maybe a half decent one eventually. I'm not the thing. If I have McLaurin, I think you just kind of have to hold. I, I love the idea of buying him for a second. Um, no, you're not buying. You can't get him for a second. You have to. Pay, it's just less. Than no, a, a second. I saw a guy second, trade. No, I just meant less than a he first. He got um. He he traded. Terry oh, JT, McLaurin. Can, can you pull up McLaurin trades while Frank's saying this? Yeah, the trade but... I saw on Twitter Thanks. was. Terry McLaurin, Marcus Mariota, and I forget the last piece, but let's say it's like Nico Collins, some receiver like that, for a first. Um, and to me, that's starting to get towards the territory. I mean, if, if you needed a QB3 and then you picked up Terry McLaurin for that first, Terry McLaurin and a potential flex play, I guess, mm. that's really not bad. 
No. Because I was already I I still value Terry McLaurin at a late first round pick. I I think the guy is too much talent. I'm not I, I will just be willing to say fuck the situation. I know this guy can play. And I know he's not gonna disintegrate within the next couple seasons. I'm with you on that. I'm again I'm I'm saying I, I think his value is a late first. The problem the with Terry McLaurin and the reason why people no longer want to give up the first for him is that we know what Terry McLaurin is now. He is a known commodity, and on top of that, he's really never been that wide receiver one. He's never been, you know, that top 12 fantasy wide receiver. He's always hanging around right outside of it and around that, you know, 12 to, or sorry, 15 to 20 range. He's always in there. But he's never been that that top dog on in fantasy. He's never been that wide receiver one. He's never been that wide receiver five. He's getting older, and he just signed a long-term deal in Washington, and who knows when they get it right. They haven't got it right in 30 years. So, like, what's to say they will? I think the problem is people no longer see a shiny young kid with a high ceiling. They go, okay, we know what Terry McLaurin is, and that's why they're no longer giving up these firsts for him. So, yeah, I saw it with Big here. So that's the problem with Terry McLaurin is that you know exactly what he is and you're not worried about him disintegrating, but you're just not going to get the price you want because he's no longer, oh, maybe he develops into wide receiver one. He's not. We know that. So I think that's the the disconnect here. Here's some Terry McLaurin trades that happened recently. Terry McLaurin and Jimmy G for Jameson Williams. Terry McLaurin and a fourth for Alan Lazard and a second. Terry McLaurin for Juju and a... Third in 2023. That's uh, a real straight. Terry McLaurin for Traylon Straight. Terry McLaurin and 23 fourth for Deontay. Terry McLaurin and I like that trade for Bateman. Speaking Terry of McLaurin Deontay. for Leonard Fournette. That, De- that Deontay trade I like, and I'm pro McLaurin. Okay, well we could talk about uh, Terry from Mike Will almost went down in my league, but Terry owner held him. I I don't like either of them, but I'd rather yeah, Terry. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather give Terry, up. Terry's Terry. the better talent. I guess lastly, um, another mm-hmm. guy I wanted to talk about who's probably similarly priced to McLaurin right now is Dallas Goddard. This Good. is a guy that has been very productive. Now, then again, the Eagles have kind of been that team through the first half of the season that's just hot, which I feel like every single year we always have that team that's hot and then they slow down. Maybe that is the Eagles offense. I don't know. That is complete speculation. What are we valuing Dallas Goddard at, though? Has he reached in these tight end premium leagues? You got to slap that twenty that 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 first round pick valuation on him. Are you still like, nah? I if, don't want to shell out a first form, even if I needed so, a tight end. If if, so, if I if I'll just say in seven seconds, quick, I'll let you go, Jake. If I had him in a tight end premium league, I'd be looking for a late first. It doesn't have to necessarily be this year. It could be a 24 late first or 25 late first, but I don't think I would sell for less than late first. Right, and that's kind of where I was going was I think that's what the the uh, Goddard roster would would demand, but I don't think a buyer here is going to really want to shell out a, you know, a first-round pick for a tight end who's a top-five tight end this season. I, I understand that, and he's only 27, so in tight end years he's got a while. But with that being said, I don't think you're really going to find a guy that's going to be like, yeah, I'll give you a first for a oh. tight end that's that's not Kyle Pitts, that's not Travis Kelsey, well, that's not 
Kittle. I, I think you're just going to run into a problem. Mark Andrews, thank you. Like You're going to run into a problem with trying to find an owner that's willing to shell out a first for a tight end that's not one of these top-end guys. I think you guys could see me smirking, and I think you know where this is going to go. But the only reason I'd want to go and get Kyle, uh, Dallas Goddard is because the person who has Kyle Pitts is telling me they want a top-five tight end replacement. If he's trading Kyle Pitts, right? If you want to do that, then <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, no. Listen, I love Goddard. If you can get by with Goddard and another asset that isn't like crazy high for Pitts, I love that idea. Um, I don't know what it would take on top of Goddard that he would be looking for in that type of scenario, JT. Um, and that's a good question. But I mean, just in general, buying Pitts in any league, I think, is the move. Yeah, right now. Goddard, um, I like, but like when you have. Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, who are both, like, borderline wide receiver ones. Well, A.J. Brown definitely is, but I think Devontae Smith is putting up close to wide receiver one numbers right now. You have both those guys producing. Um, They're clearly the, the, you know, top two guys. And then it's Jalen Hurts, who has been passing a decent amount, but, like, he's not going to lead the league in pass attempts. It's just, like, the ceiling is is certainly capped for Dallas Goddard, barring any injury. So... It's just, it's just. Why am I, I think, up I think the the position scarcity um, improves his value. Look at the tight end market this year. Even guys like, even even guys like Darren Waller and Kittle, who were like vets, who like people expected, still more like three good years from. I mean, I'm not saying they're trash now. They're Dude, they battled injuries. Everyone, but like everyone except for Mark Andrews and Kelsey, it's. You might get two and points that week, and you can't be surprised. Yeah, Joku. I mean, no, the Jokus look Joku. great. The Jokus look Everyone's great. Everyone's been like shit. But like outside of Andrews and Kelsey, it's who knows? Like uh, we just saw Hawkinson like blow up one week, go off, and you're like, okay, he's arrived. Next week he puts up one point nine. Like it's it, and I like Hawkinson a lot, and I think I value him really high. But I'm saying like just because of how that position is in a tight end premium league. That's what's going to boost his value. It's not so much just the direct talent, which I know is the case for most people, and that's how I evaluate uh, players in Dynasty, as I'm sure uh, I know all three of you guys do as well. But the position plays a part in it for um, for Goddard. So so far through six weeks, the only two tight ends that have over 100 points in, I believe that's full PPR, um, they are Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews so far through six weeks. Where's only Goddard two. at? He's fourth with 67. He has half as many points so far as Travis. But, the, but that's the thing. That's still fourth. And yeah, it's but, like, but it, here's the issue, though. Rock. Here's the issue. He's fourth, but like 10th, 9th is Gerald Everett. He's got 58. That's only like eight points away from Dallas Goddard. You're only getting like a point per game more out of Dallas Goddard than you are. I really? I, I thought he was doing a lot better. I, 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 feel, I feel more confident. I, would, I mean, compared to some of those guys, Goddard is locked up for multiple years. Um, yeah, you're not worried. That's the yeah, but you're not going to just lunacy. Yeah, you're not going to. What does Kyle have to do with this? Contract, no, contract, contract. 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 But, also, but also Kyle Trask Lunas. He said Kyle Trask. He said. <laughs> <laughs> Your reaction. <laughs> what does Kyle Trask have to do with this? <laughs> who ends up with a better career terry mclaurin or dj moore well the, the problem 
DJ Moore came into the league at 20. Well, it's DJ Terry Moore. came in at 20. I bet I, I would bet on DJ Moore. Um, yeah. I, I, I think DJ Moore is still more likely to have a. I bet I bet on McLaurin have a better career. I think the consensus like, is like also Mike Williams. DJ Moore. Yeah, I'll take McLaurin career over like Mike Williams career or something like that. But DJ Moore is good. I'll take DJ Moore. All right, so here's here's an interesting one because we've been na- naming him all episode, and now we'll talk about trading for him, and that's Deontay Johnson. Yes, sir. Um, but I agree. Nobody. I think that Deontay Johnson is a buy. I'm just scared that he's in that consensus echo chamber buy spot where it's like everyone's screaming that he's a buy low. So in reality, he's not actually a buy low scenario. I don't know. I think Jacob's pretty low. I think, I, I think I, an owner might panic. If you flash a first in front of the, like, even if it's a 24 or 25 first, if you just throw that out there for Deontay. And the and whoever has him is like I like really need like another just like either fluid asset or something I can flip this first with someone who's going to help me win right now. That might get it done, and that's a trade I'm doing any day of the week, unless I'm like a ta- unless I'm like a rebuilding team or something. If it's somewhere like 106, 107 to the end of the first round, and I can get Deontay for that, and maybe like throw in one other uh, asset. I don't know what it may be, a player or another like a late future second or a third round pick or whatever that's an easy decision for me like Deon, the fact that so, like six games has dropped Deontay's value this much when he's shown he's one of the he's one of the best receivers in the league is he like top five or top eight no but he's he's a premier receiver in the league and i think he's a wide receiver one uh and on any so, on most offenses i think Deontay right now is a prime guy to like pivot into i i did it in in our home league actually where i traded Mixing in a second, essentially, or no, sorry, mixing for Deontay in a second. So I, a I just think, I just think right now Deontay owners are not panicking, but they they are, wouldn't be mad to move off them based on you know quarterback play and you know just how that Pittsburgh team is shaping up. So like if you could pivot off an older running back like I did in Mixon or. Uh, you know a more volatile or a high a rookie like an alec pierce and you could turn alec pierce into deontay johnson I, you gotta do it whatever you can do like something like that i think he's a prime guy to pivot right into right now because his value is low and other guys value is high you throw in a, a middle round pick a second or a third round pick and i think you got yourself a deal so something that i find interesting is that um i also traded for deontay it was just in the beginning of the season um, which he'd already kind of taken a dip from last year as well because of the whole Steelers are starting Mitch Trubisky fiasco. Um, but the thing that, that both of those trades have in common is that we were both trading down into Deontay, right? You traded Mixon for Deontay in a second. I traded CD for Deontay in a first. And CD I feel for like Deontay both... in a first. Ooh. That's a great um, trade. That was also the beginning of the season, though, where CD was consensus wide receiver, wide receiver three, three. wide yeah, receiver yeah, four. Yeah. Um, is it possible to get? Because De- it seems like it's possible to get Deontay at his current keep trade cut price if you're going down. But can you get that price going up? Which I think is the more important question. Because to me, that's what signals true panic when you're able to flip 
you know trading up yeah whatever it's a, player it's, like Ramondre in a second form or something right it's, like it's it's kind of like what jake mentioned um he mentioned someone like alec if you could throw alec pierce in one other asset for deontay and i'm by far the i think uh, i can say it's easy i'm the highest on this podcast on alec pierce i'd still do that in a fucking heartbeat it's deontay johnson um and then i don't know there are there are other trades you can uh try to conjure up but Deontay, he's i don't know he's a star receiver he's a wide receiver one like there's not many guys you can say that about in the league um and he's still how old is he maybe like 26 27 26 26. yeah like for me this is a no-brainer and it's an unfortunate season he's having but even in like this it's called disappointing season he's had so many like highlight plays where he just flashes and shows he's also able to target a hog man he gets like 11 targets at minimum man what's his contract situation he just signed a two-year extension this offseason oh it was only two years okay that's interesting that actually kind of makes me like him more yeah, because he'll be able to get another big contract for twenty nine. Yeah, and he can and he can and he can leave if he wants to. Yeah, that's what the stonks I'm, move I'm, was: is that he can leave after a couple seasons and get another contract. He, he's literally like, I'll give Pickett a chance. I'll give him a quick two years, and then if it's not, out of here. Yeah, I wanted to pull up our rebuild team because we were talking about before the episode how we wanted to trade for Deontay Johnson. Now we don't mm-hmm. have a ton of assets. So I was going to ask you guys, if you had any potential trades in mind specifically off of someone like Brandon cooks, because that's one of the few players that we have, unless we wanted to move from Kyler or Kyle Pitts into Deontay, which I don't think no. is yeah, what no. you guys are looking to do. I, so if I you guys had any combo, trade ideas, I would want a combo Brian Robinson and Brandon cooks and get, I don't know if our team is up on the screen, but That's the I, I can't log into my sleeper. I forgot my password. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you could get you could get more on top of that for allegedly according to keep trade cut. Brian Robinson plus Brandon Cooks is more than uh, Deontay Johnson. So I mean, even uh, forget, forget more. I think if you can do that trade, just those two for him, that's already robbery. I, I would have been willing to give up. I'm guessing a rebuilding team wouldn't have it, but I would already be willing to give up on top of those two guys like a late second for Deontay. All right, you are high on Deontay. Nine yeah, wow, that's a lot. 24, 20. Deontay's good. He is He's good. Really I mean, what's it? What, what do you guys think the price difference between the package of Robinson and Cooks and Deontay Johnson is? Chad, if you have any ideas as well, no, I'd love we, to hear. We, your keep trade cuts telling you a late By the way, not to cut anything away from. Um, Stefan Diggs, I think Stefan Diggs is a top six receiver in football. If if you replace Stefan Diggs with Deontay okay. Johnson in that offense, what do you think of the type of numbers he'd be putting up? It's a good question. Maybe yeah, a smidge up, less because I think that, that a smidge Diggs, less, but he'd be putting up absurd numbers. And again, I don't mean to take it. I, I, I think, think Diggs, Diggs is, is better hands than Deontay. I, I think, Deontay no, no, can. I, I, they can both say, make the circus the catches, but Diggs will just he, drop less footballs. Yeah, no, I think Diggs is a better receiver. And again, I, I view Diggs as a top, uh, what is it, like a top five receiver in football. If not, maybe top five, maybe top six. Like, he's right, he's right there in that conversation. Like, if you throw Deontay in that spot, you could, like, he'd be putting up 1,250, 1,300 yards. I, I would offer this guy Brian Robinson and Brandon Cooks for Deontay and David Bell. Keep trade cuts. I would just take Deontay straight. I mean, David, but, David Bell, you have to give me an asset to take on David Bell. 
roster clog. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. David Bellas? Yeah, he's a roster Hasn't clog. Hasn't he been seeing a lot more usage <laughs> yeah. recently in games? No, I was just always I was just always anti David Bell when we did our draft pods. So yeah, he had sixty three percent snaps last week, which was his high of the year so far. Buy low on Van Jefferson right now. Yeah, I think the only problem with yeah. that is that the jury is yeah. a little bit out. Um, we have him in the stock market, but I, I can. What are you giving for? I, I feel like you can't give any more than a third. Oh, or you know what I do? I do Brian Robinson and Brandon Cooks for um, Deontay Johnson and Trey McBride. It's probably the same thing. Yeah, that's a trade I would like to do. Oh, that's a no-brainer for me. I mean, I, I already told you guys, like, Brandon Cooks and Brian Robinson for Deontay is an easy decision for me. I, the, this, guy, this guy has a lot of, of players. That, I like Trey McBride. I like Dulcich. I All like right, well, let's move, on, let's move on to the, uh, um, the mock. To the mock. We'll okay. let you guys know next week if that Cooks or, or Deontay Johnson trade was able to get done. Okay. So... With this, we're doing a super flex rookie mock draft. Um, two rounds, two rounds this time. We spun a wheel beforehand to decide who's picking first, and lucky me, I get to go first. Um, I think this was more in snake order. Yeah, snake in snake order. order. Um, are we saying this is tight end premium or not? I mean, not that I like. Yes, yeah. it's yeah, 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 tight end premium. Yeah. Super, super flex tight okay. end premium. Yeah. Um, regardless, it wasn't going to change who I was picking one, even in a super flex league. I just want B. John Robinson, the running back out of Texas. Um, I wouldn't go so far as to say what people were saying on Twitter, where he's the closest we've seen to Barry Sanders. Um, but he is, I think he gets drafted. He's unbelievable. I, first off, I think he's a first round pick. I disagree with running backs in the first round, but I, whatever. I think he's a first round pick. And I think he um, immediately becomes the running back one in uh, dynasty football, which is your normal. Is he, it, real quick to, to both of you, is, is, is he dynasty RB1 right now? Probably. Um, All of you. The only yeah. guys' profiles yeah. that can really compare are Zeke, Saquon, McCaffrey, and two out of those. I mean, all I'll, three I'll, of those I'll, guys' I'll, age is the deciding factor, and you have to put I'll, I will tell you guys right now, Bijan is my dynasty RB1. Yeah. Uh, it's either him, Brees Hall, or Jonathan Taylor, I guess, for like 99%. That's probably the order I'd I'm wondering. One, two, three. Oh, Bijan, Brees Hall, then Taylor? Yep. Okay. Taylor and Brees Hall are close to me. I don't want to give up The thing is, Taylor. for me, is that if Brees Hall is the RB1 right now, which a lot of people are starting to value... And Bijan is a significantly better player. Yeah, I just think that Bijan's better than him. I, I don't yeah. think that Brees Hall is the RB1, but that's a different conversation. I have a, I have a, assuming Brees Hall continues his good season and he has a great rookie campaign and he's a solidified RB1, if you could trade him for 101, would you? Yes. Um, yes. In most At, instances, in most assume, instances, assume, okay. So, assuming like you see, you've seen the streak Brees Hall is on. Let's just say he finished the season, has a great rookie season. Uh, he's is on the, pace too. Is the is the like definite dynasty RB one at the end of the season? Like he continues his pace, he's going off, and someone offered you one hundred and one for Brees Hall. The only that just the only time so I would, much context, man. Yeah, the only time I wouldn't is if like I just see. Uh, Bijan go to a team that I'm like, 
no, I don't care. Like, well, like yeah, the commanders. Okay. No, the commanders, I mean, the team, like, yeah, no. sure. Yeah, no, that's fair. I didn't think about like the team okay. factor, but I mean, let's just say, let's say he lands on a team where like he it doesn't affect your value of it. Like, it's not a team where like it's like it's like the Rams or like the Chiefs where like he goes up. Yeah, it's no, not it's, a team where he goes down. It's, it's probably Bijan. Bijan it's almost always Bijan. Yeah, but I, I do really like Brees Hall, but it's Bijan. Um, all right, Lunas, you are not second. Jake is second, yeah. and he went with Bryce Young over CJ Stroud. I don't know. Is that yep. controversial? I don't know. No, that's not controversial. Uh, Stroud is the QB1, uh, at least on Keep Trade Cuts Debbie rankings right now. But I still think Bryce Young is the quarterback one in this draft. I think he is just showing everything you want to see in a quarterback. Um, and he's going to be a high-end first-round pick. So easy pick here for me. I'm going to follow that up with CJ Stroud. Yeah. I actually really been starting to warm up to CJ Stroud. I wasn't the biggest fan of him in the beginning of the off season. Not that I hated him or anything, but I was definitely at the time. Oh yeah. Bryce young, but I started watching some of the Ohio state stuff. Man, CJ Stroud is good. You know, we've been waiting for that quarterback to kind of like break the, Oh, Ohio state can't produce quarterbacks mold. I think that as of right now, CJ Stroud is the guy that will do that. Um, would either of you guys have taken those quarterbacks over Bijan or is it just Bijan? Not right now. Clear, no. Clear first. At this, not. at this point. No, I think, I, I think, I think the question is, would you have taken another player on top of one of the two quarterbacks? What would you have taken? Yeah, you're gonna have to explain. No, that the one. quarterbacks means, for the like, top would you three. You've taken another player over the quarterback. No, those are oh. the clear top three in this draft, right? As of this moment, it's 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 like it's kind of blurry vision for me. There are it's so it's so much harder to evaluate quarterbacks than it is the other. Bryce, yeah. I'm telling you, the top two would have the same two. Stroud, who I I really like Stroud. I think he's gonna be good in the NFL. I mean, I don't know. You guys will see. Um, I'm about to make the first, not with this pick, but I'm about to make a pick that everyone's going to hate, uh, in a second. My first pick though, I don't think so. Um, at 104, I'm taking, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Good luck spelling. I think it's pretty easy. I think it's exactly I mean, how. I mean. Yeah, it, it, it spells out like it sounds. Like, no. like how would get, yeah, yeah, it's like how you would guess it. Um. We've seen, uh, I mean, the tape kind of speaks for itself. He's an absolute superstar receiver. We've seen how good Olave and Gary Wilson have looked in the NFL, and he was clearly better than both of them. Uh, it's kind of reminiscent to, like, when Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase played together, um, and we knew Jamar Chase was better the entire season, and we saw Justin Jefferson's success in the NFL, and we were like, holy shit, imagine Jamar Chase. And Jamar Chase came in and broke all of Jefferson's records. Um I, I I just feel confident. I think this is going to be a guy who's a top ten receiver after his rookie year, if not higher. Um, I'm all in on JSN, and the smart pick here would be Jameer Gibbs. The smart pick, but but are you calling yourself an idiot? Like I don't understand. What <laughs> I'm calling myself. Um, I'm calling my. Uh, I'm just a name one genius who's not crazy. Uh, I'm going Jordan Addison. Okay, I don't hate it. Uh, the problem I have is I just think I when you're drafting it. early, here, I'm a I, big I Jordan Anderson. I'm a big Jordan Addison fan. I, 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 think I, I really stunned. like Jordan Addison, but I think the problem you have is the running backs are just 
really good this year where it's been other they than the, the 2020 class. We haven't seen a ton of great running back classes. Um, I definitely my, spelled that wrong. My, my thing is I, I value him and Jameer Gibbs about the same, even considering positional value. Like I, I just... I think Addison's more talented. I'm incorporating positional value, so I have them about the same. And then I just lean the receiver. I'm always. I have no positional value anymore over running back and and receiver. Um, That's. I mean, I think it's nice that the the receiver receiver and running back still plays a factor. From I mean, running back has like like the kind of scarcity of position, or it's like if you can get a good one that's reliable week to week, that's huge. Versus receiver, like, will last, I don't know. It's like I just think you have to do less as a running back for people to start paying good prices for you. I think that's the only benefit. I think that's fair. I'm just, I really like Jordan Addison. Um, Both these receivers, uh, I don't blame anyone who took Jameer Gibbs. Earlier today when we were thinking about it, I was dead set on Jameer Gibbs and JSN, but I just, a little last second. Yeah, I I was thinking about Jameer Gibbs at three. Jameer Gibbs, I'm pretty sure last week stud. had uh, a play clock in. He he was traveling at 22.8 miles per hour. Jeez. I'm pretty sure that would have been the fastest for all NFL running backs or players, one of the two. Um, this is a guy, I mean, you could just watch the Alabama games. He's smooth as butter. Instantly when you watch him, you're like, well, the only time I've ever seen that is Alvin Kamara, the way that he just effortlessly is able to glide past defenders and and has insane balance to where it really doesn't look like he's doing anything crazy, but people are just sliding off of him. And just to add the cherry on top, he's fantastic in the passing game. Yeah. I, the his only freshman- thing I'm worried about is he's a tad undersized, like a tad undersized, where it's like, I I, I really like him. Like yeah, I probably would have drafted, I probably would have drafted him fourth, to be honest. But my, my just, concern is he is a little smaller so what is what is his weight listed at uh, 215 which is like a less. hard yeah he's not 215 yeah uh 201 <laughs> 201 is what's 201, yeah okay that down. is scary i will give you that that is scary because that's right around the that 200 pound is a if you look at the data analytics studies people have done that is a very important line for them mm-hmm. um but I just think all things being considered, the other thing that's interesting is that Jameer Gibbs does line up as a receiver a lot. Bama has done that with their running backs a lot more than NFL teams, right? You see Najee, he caught a lot more passes at Bama, it felt like, than he does in the NFL with the Steelers. Maybe that that is also just going to be a thing with Gibbs. But as a receiver, he's phenomenal. So I, I think that Jameer Gibbs easily, to me, one of the biggest risers in terms of stock. Um, I think that he's just firmly cemented himself as the RB two in 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 rookie drafts as of right now. Yeah, yeah and I agree. Jake. Yeah, at seven here, I went with Keishon Boutte. Um, I just I know he's not having a great year, but you know he's just one of these guys that's been a great prospect coming in. He showed in his freshman and sophomore year. This LSU team this year is an absolute mess. Um, so I just, I think I'm going to take the talent here. I think he's safer than 
some of the other guys that are going to follow right after him here. And I think, so I just, I, I played it safe and I went with the wide receiver that has the most talent left on the board. And that's Keishon Booty. Everyone, Joe saying everyone outside Robinson and Shroud at the top of this class has size concerns. I, yeah, I kind of agree with that. Um, yeah, I guys don't. Except it, for Quentin Johnson. I was going to say, if you put, <laughs> if you consider putting him in the top of the class, then, then yeah. I mean, he's, I think he's he, my wide receiver one, but he's not. I think most. you have to. I mean, he's climbing yeah. boards for a lot of people. I, I think you're going to yeah. pick him up right here. <laughs> no, surprisingly, I'm not. And it's not because I, I, I love Quentin Johnson, but it's just what I think of these running backs and where I think it, it drops off is right here after I'm about to take the two of them. So, or it's kind of arbitrary, but I'm going to pretend like I didn't have 108 and 109 right next to each other like I, i'm gonna pretend i didn't have both these picks i'm trying to decide who i'd want first just put sean and tucker i guess i'd say yeah, right. i i think i'm gonna do sean tucker first <laughs> um sean tucker we've talked about before i think i drafted him before when we did one of these um syracuse running back he's sean tucker fuck you sean tucker is pleased with his performance yeah i i love his one um <laughs> He's another one that is kind of undersized, though. It's you know what? No, okay. I'm I'm moving Sean Tucker down one actually, but Sean Tucker is getting drafted by me. It's just he's getting drafted here, and at 108, I'm actually taking Zach Evans, who is another oh, running that's back. Not who I thought you were gonna take. Really? I well, I'm I won't tip picks, so I'm not gonna get. Well, you're you're picking next, so maybe you pick him. But Zach Evans, I think, is my has moved up. He's he's a little bit of a better size. I think he's a very good runner. He just ran for like 130 yards against Auburn last week. Um, he actually transferred from TCU. I, I've been liking Zach Evans for a little while now. Um, those are my. All right, I've got one of his. I've got one of Sean Tucker's Twitter posts on the screen. Sorry, this <laughs> nice. guy is great. This weekend we won Syracuse 32, Purdue 29. I'm pleased with the outcome of the game. <laughs> <laughs> you have to love three and oh i'm not pleased with my performance i expect more from myself the grind never stops i rush for 42 yards and two wreck for 23 yards hashtag pleased this i can't wait to I, I can't i can't wait till he continues that he's a grinder though. Yeah, he's Gruden Dude, guy. If he continues that one, he's. I really hope he does because I'm gonna. I, I will love all those tweets. I just love too all the responses from like the Syracuse college kids, just like how I can go to class knowing Sean Tucker is pleased with his performance. Like, <laughs> just all the memes are unbelievable. <laughs> I love Sean Tucker. That guy's awesome. Uh, JT, why did you take? Did you just describe why you took Zach Evans over? Over Sean Tucker, he's, he's better sized than I think. That's both are the, very good. the limiting factor. Yeah, I think he's like at the end of the day, coaches are old school. They're gonna want their bigger back to be pounding in near the the uh, goal line. Um, that being said, I think that's where Zach Ell uh, Evans is going to succeed more. Um, receiving wise, though, it's tough because Sean Tucker is better. Like at, at um, He's a better pass catching back than Zach Evans. So it is a toss up. I don't know. It was a very difficult decision. Maybe it could come draft day when I'm actually making these picks, I actually switch them. But for right now, they're they're the next two running backs I have. And I just think there's more wide receiver depth than there is running backs after you kind of knock these two off. Jake, who are you taking? Or have you already taken him? I can't see. 
I already okay. took him. You guys kind of touched on him. I think he's fallen a little too far here. I was debating him at 107. I get him at 110. It's Quentin Johnson from TCU. He's just a fuck. Uh, beat mm-hmm. that wide receiver here, and I think he's fallen too, too far. Yeah, he's sick. I I still love the first round of this draft. <laughs> the, even with some like disappointing, I guess I'd say, like junior seasons for a few of these guys, Like I still love this first round compared to especially last year. Well, I mean, Quinn Johnston has kind of not only revived his stock the past two weeks, he's gone just kind of nuclear, yeah. right? He's had over 100 yards against two top 20 teams. Um, he just put up like a buck 80 against a... Yeah, not just 100 yards. He had like... He had like uh, I might be making this up, but I thought it was like 67% of the team's target share. Yeah, he, he went pretty freaking nuclear. Kansas. Yeah. Um, he's, I think he's jumped Butte for me for now. Um, That's I was close. looking at their profiles, um, both their sophomore seasons. I mean, Quinn Johnson, his sophomore season, 80 yards per game. Kayshawn Butte in his sophomore season, 85 yards per game, just under. I think that Butte gets so, and it's fine, right? I'm not going to kill Butte for the season he's having this year after his freshman and sophomore campaigns that were pretty successful which are more predictive probably than the later seasons. But the more I looked into it, it's like, man, Quentin Johnston really wasn't far behind Kayshawn Boutte for experience mm-hmm. adjusted production. Mm-hmm. And now you look at what he's doing now, he's only increased and he's only doing better. And if he continues playing really well as he has the past couple of weeks, I mean, his stock is only going to get better. So Quentin Johnston to me has jumped Boutte and Dude, I I probably would have snagged him up at 107 this round. Yeah, I mean, I I love him. It's just I wanted the running backs. But to go back to what I was saying, they played the – it was undefeated TCU versus undefeated Kansas. TCU threw the ball 23 total times. They threw it to Quinn Johnson 14 of those times. Boy. No, Quinn Johnson's a stud. Um, This is a a tough pick for me here because I feel like it's either I take – I start, I look at tight end or I take the last available receiver and every other pick is running backs. I'm going to take the last receiver. I'm going to take my guy, Josh Downs. He's the last receiver I have in this top tier. As of right now, there are some other interesting receivers that are popping up, but yeah, I I think that Josh Downs is the last like higher end prospect that has elite level upside at the receiver position. Um, has been insanely productive and that has not really stopped in his senior season for UNC. Um, actually, I think this is his junior season. So I have a question. Uh, what's up? Um, I'm not going to take him with one of my next two picks. Cause I know who my next two picks are going to be, but I did consider him at least for me. I'm wondering if you considered him. Um, he's draft eligible. I'm not hundred percent sure if he's entering the draft this year. Marvin Harrison jr. From Ohio state. He's, he's 2024. Oh, he's yeah, 25. Yeah, okay, my bad, my bad. I thought, I thought he was a He's a sophomore right now. I he I would have picked him here, yes. I probably would have picked him earlier. <laughs> okay, okay. He's okay, a beast. Okay, no, no, he's really fucking good, yeah. Down's drop rate is very high. I'm just not really a huge drops guy. Yeah. I, the thing is, I just remember watching Sam Howell at UNC, Um and whatever their back's name was last year and coming away thinking like, I feel like I just watched Jordan Addison and it was Josh Downs. 
I mean, this guy is just making play after play after play after play. So, to snag him up at 111, I like that a lot. Yes. Um, okay. I'm going to go with... Just want to confirm real quick. Brock Bowers is not eligible for this draft, correct? No. He's not. No. He probably yes. would have gone. Okay, him. good. So I get to pick the number one uh, tight end prospect of this draft, uh, Michael Meyer from Notre Dame. From Halloween? Yes. And <laughs> <laughs> then Notre Dame. Um, best tight end prospect in this draft. Uh, he had a fantastic season last year. Um, it's just the uh, tight end uh, premium. This is probably in the past three years, second best tight end prospect after Pitts. No. Um, over the past three drafts. Who's second? Someone that hasn't been picked yet. Oh, you have someone over. Uh, yeah. I'm. Not, I'm. I'm. I, I'm not going to overreact too much to so because entering this season, he was the easy tight end one. Um, I believe in his time. I, I I just really like him. I think he's going to be good. And okay, so this one Wait, at real quick, real quick, Michael Mayer. I think something that's being a little understated about Michael Mayer because I actually really like this pick from this. I'm pretty sure last year he averaged 70 yards per game. I mean, yeah. that is up there with he some put of up these receivers. He put, he, he put up absurd production. Like Marvin Mims, a guy that's starting to get some hype for having success at Oklahoma, is putting up 77 yards a game this season. Uh, Jordan Addison, 84, 83 and a half. Um, dude, like he, 70 yards per game for a tight end is pretty nasty. Yeah, it is. No, so he, I, I tell you, I, I think he's over the past three years, the second best after Pitts. I, I think he's good at most things, but he's not like great. I'd say at, at anything. It's probably my big. Yeah, but look at the price that you're paying compared to I, even I'm like getting someone him, like Hawkinson. I'm, I'm, that's what that was the exact comparison. Well, Hawkinson like, is Hawkins, Hawkinson. I think he's better than Hawkinson was also out. a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. Like, I don't think yeah. Michael Meyer is going to be a top. I, 10 I think Michael Meyer as a receiver is just as good. Okay. Well, what about Noah fit? I mean, you're getting him cheaper. I mean, around the same price. I think generally, again, generally is, around is the same price. yeah, again, Noah fan was another first round tight end. So like, if, unless I mean, Michael, are you really writing Meyer off from going in the first this year, potentially? I, I'm not writing him off. I think there is definitely a potential, but until I see that, I don't think I'm willing to slide a tight end much higher than 109, maybe. Like, I, I, w I can't move him up much higher than this just because of, uh, you know, a second or a third round tight end or is a dime a dozen. We've seen a million of them that have just come and gone. Yeah, but at 112... So Getting him I, I just again, think he's a potential first round kind of guy. I guess that's where we again. It, I, again, no, I like Michael Meyer a lot, but I'm just saying until I see that high high draft capital put into him by an NFL team, I can't put him up Dude, much higher the than thing this. Is, I just I look at Cole Komet and what he did at Notre Dame to warrant early second round draft capital, and Michael Meyer just take Cole Komet's production him. and like double it again. You have Michael Meyer. Yeah, I I agree. He's much better than Cole Komet, or but. At the same time, well, Mets also put up zero points in the NFL. 
Right. You just it's it's easy to say that now where you just go Cole Komet. We all like Cole Komet. He's a good prospect and we all thought he'd be better than he is right now. But is Michael Meyer go like tight end is just one of these positions that's so funky. We see Kyle Pitts struggle and he's the most athletic freak of the position has ever seen. So I'm not ready to just automatically throw Meyer. But the other thing about Michael Meyer is he's undersized. He's six four. Which I mean, it's crazy to say that's undersized, but like a lot of the guys that we were just saying were like in the six six range. Cole Komet, Kyle. Payne. I think he's. A, I still think he's a good receiver. If um, I don't know. I, I like him at one twelve a ton. Um, at one twelve, it's a good value pick. Yes. I want at uh, two hundred one. Uh, Frank, you won't like this pick. Um, I'm taking the net. I'm taking the QB three. Oh yeah, I'm out on that too. Will Levis? Yes. I, I like, that you, I like, that, I like that you had to ask who, too. <laughs> like, who is that? Okay, listen. I have had this philosophy. If the quarterback goes in the first round, I'm going to value I, them high. I, I started that. <laughs> I think I know, but I, I don't know if I started the user, but either way, we both agreed from the jump. Will Levis is projected to go top 15 in just about every mock I've seen. He's kind of been a consensus top three, uh, the third quarterback of this draft class. If he goes top 15 or top 20, you have to take him here. You have to. Yeah. I mean, you'd probably take him earlier than this, but you probably, but that's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm surprised if, because the reason I brought him up, he's going to go top 15, top 20. He's going. I just don't think that's a lock. I haven't really watched. Maybe not. Kentucky lock. I, I, games. I think it's I a lock. I, I think it's tape. The guy I think puts it's fucking mayo in his coffee. I think it's a lock for first round. <laughs> I think from the first round, if you want to debate, <laughs> if you want to debate like top whatever, I, Matt Miller had him at like he just put out a mock for the top ten today. Matt Miller had him at one hundred three. Oh, Matt Miller's a fraud. Yeah, Matt Miller. Uh, for the, not for not even for rookie drafts. For the NFL, Mel Kiper put him really far. high. Which um, listen, Mel Kiper's a meme. But, but and I and and, and I don't Kiper at least. I, I don't agree that Will Levis is a top five pick, but I do think he's going to be a, to, a first round pick, and I think he's going to be top fifteen or top twenty. And from that, I ha- you have at two hundred one, you have to take. Dude, there's. He's talented. He 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 makes bad decisions sometimes, but he has the talent. Well, yeah, he's got the, a fucking cannon the attached to his, want, to his shoulder. He's got a cannon. He, he has the physical traits you'd want from a franchise quarterback. Um, I just can't let him fall past 201. I can't. It's just the, the upside and the value there. I can't let him fall past 201, especially if he's a top 15 or top 20 pick. I can't. Yeah, that that's that's a fair. I've actually started to grow warm of Levis a little bit, but once again, like there's so much though, there's so much scrutiny that these quarterbacks are all going to go through, and so much of this process still to be to to be had. Like it's going to be a freaking roller coaster. I mean, there were years where it we is. were saying that you know there could be nine quarterbacks, and then all of a sudden everyone's going all over the place, right? Like last at this draft. point last year, we were drafting like Matt Corral 101 in these Superflex mocks. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, just for now, how things seem, it looks like he's going to be a top 15 pick. I can't let him fall past here. Um, I'm doing a JT pick here. I'm taking Darnell Washington. Yeah, there it is. Tight end one. <laughs> there, there. 
There it is. That was a JT pick. Um, yeah, th- this guy has he has Arik Gilbert been injured or is he usurped? No, he just yeah, he just kind of stinks. Okay, because that's what well, I, yeah, I, I know, thought. Right, so he moved him to the bench. Because I had seen a, I've watched a, a hand like a couple of Georgia games, and I'd seen Darnell Washington playing over Arik Gilbert. I didn't know if Arik Gilbert was maybe nursing something and just kind of suiting up or, or whatever. But yeah, he is usurped Eric or Arik. Uh, this guy is an absolute physical monster. the The numbers won't impress you, but if you watch these Georgia games, they spread the ball out a ton, and he makes really, really tremendous plays. I mean, That's he's fair. he's a yeah. six seven two seventy giant. Like he it, it can hurdle massive. people, yeah. and is fast. Like, yeah, yeah he's massive. I, yeah, I'm all in on him. He's my tight end one. Like it, this guy should be holding like a sword, not playing football. <laughs> like this guy should be like the Terminator or something. I don't know. Like <laughs> Jake has an interesting pick here. I think he's fallen too far, to be completely honest. Um, and that's Tank Bigsby, uh, running back from Auburn. I, I like Tank Bigsby. Wait, was Tank Bigsby? I think he's fallen too far. Oh, he hasn't been taken. So, yeah. Tank Bigsby. Yeah, no, it's a great pick. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. Dude, I don't know, because I've, I've heard a lot of weird things about Tank Bigsby disagreeing with the coaches and things like that. There was stuff this offseason, and then he went back, and now apparently he was doing it again, and he's a little bit lazy, apparently. Dude, I love Tank Bigsby as a player. When you watch him, it's fun. He breaks a lot of tackles. He'll have some big runs. He doesn't runs. run like a tank, though. He doesn't. He's not like an angry runner or anything. I think, dude, I'm just a little... I want. I like Tank Bigsby when he was younger. There's just a, a couple of enough red flags. I feel like I need to wait until the NFL draft and see what the teams think of him to really cement my last valuation of him. Um, I'd agree. I mean, I think at this point, like 203 is just like a good value for him. Obviously, a lot can change between now and, and rookie draft time. But overall, I think him as the running back four or five in this class, whatever he is, whatever. I got him here. I, I still think that's a it's a very deep running back class as a whole. It All right, Mr. JT. Yeah, this running back class is it, this whole running back offseason is going to be absolutely bonkers. It's absurd. And even the free agent running backs, I don't know if you've seen. But yeah, that's what I'm Sa- saying. The free agent running backs are yeah. The, the running backs are free. It's like Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Miles Sanders. It's like it's a ton of like startable running backs. You guys are putting me in a tough spot. I thought I was going to sneak away with Darnell Washington here. Um, we were talking about. I have a guy. I, I have a guy like who hasn't been taken, who like doesn't have crazy production, but like him. Okay. Ooh, he probably won't be. That's like every player that we're going to take around here. Then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. are you, are you, wait, wait, JT. I just want to know: are, are, is it is, is Marvin Mims in like the back of your head? He's actually someone. Yeah, he he's like. There's probably like four players I'm picking between right here, and Marvin Mims is probably three or four of those guys. Like, like he's mm-hmm. probably the third or fourth of those guys. I think. We talked about him in the group chat. His season so far has not been going great. Um, 
That's Rakeem Jarrett. I think I spelled that right. Oh, um, yikes. You're saying yikes as a bad pick? What? I'm not touching Rakeem Jarrett. I'm fine with that pick. Thank you, Linus. Bro, he's the fourth receiver on Maryland. Bro, he plays <laughs> at Maryland. Yeah, hey, the hey, point. hey. He wasn't the hey. fourth receiver last year. He had a great last year. Be nice. <laughs> this guy's uh, putting up like 20 dude, yards no, a game. No, no disrespect to Maryland, but like I'm not counting on Maryland to, resport, to um, support receivers. Rakeem Jarrett was in like the realm of like George Pickens and Wondell Robinson and Drake. Besides DJ Moore. Yards per route run. Like he, he's he's not it's not bad. It's just this season if we're if we're giving Kayshawn Boutte Boutte the pass, I'm also giving Rakeem Jarrett the pass. Um that's a, at least that's I got point. one week out of Boutte. At least I've seen well, one we week. We still might get we still might get one week. Actually, out I of, think Rakeem Jarrett did have the, the first week of the season. I think he did well, and then he's done he like two for nothing ever five against them, uh SMU. Um yeah, yeah it's great. Quiet. Oh, yeah, that's the new secondary. I know it's pretty elite, so you're going to definitely not going <laughs> to... Look, I'm sticking my priors like here. I'm sticking my priors. I, I know it's been a disappointing season, but I'm not willing to throw it out yet because Maryland. Um, a tank would run slow. I think it's a reference to how he's built OL. No, I'm just talking about, like, he, he's not running, like, a forceful... Tank Bigsby's not running, like, a forceful player. All right. Anyway, moving on to my next pick. This is where it gets tough. Um, I think I go running I back you're... here. Yeah, you're gonna take exactly who I think you're gonna take. Who do you think I'm gonna take? Yeah, my guy's not gonna last. I'm pissed. You're gonna take Charbonnet. No. Was that your guy? Not. I thought about it. Oh, I almost typed him in too. He's been injured this year, so it's kind of hard to give him a play. I'm thinking Mm, you guys are He's been injured, so it's it's hard to say what he could have been doing this year. Um, Not not a big reception player, but I mean, at this point, Kendall Milton is who JT just picked, by the way. This second round is nice. This second round is good. Holy shit. Yeah, we're saying that now, and then it's going to. No, but some of these guys in the second round here are like guys like last draft we would consider like 108, 109. Yeah, JT's right though because you're going to have the guys that go back to school. You're going to have the Kyron Williamses where you yeah. have... This, this is about where I was taking you know, Zach Charbonnet last year because I thought he was coming yeah. out and then that didn't happen. Um, I, I think, I don't know, I, I would... There are some other running backs I'd rather take over Kendall Milton right now. I'm interested to see who. I think Zach Charbonnet might be one of them. But all right, Jake, you're up two oh six. Who are you taking, boss? My Big Ten bias strikes again. I'm taking Blake Corum. Damn, I thought he'd fall. Oh, really, Blake? Corum. Oh, I want a Blake Corum. I'm taking Blake and Cor- Blake Corum here. I don't know. I again, he, him and Charbonnet was who I was between here. Um, I just like what I've seen against some Big Ten defenses. I think he's looked really good along with this Michigan team. So we'll see how he tests in the combine. I think that's going to play a big role in how Blake Corum actually ends up getting drafted. But for now, middle of the second round, I don't hate it. I feel like I'm watching another like Ray Rice, Austin Eckler when I watch Blake Corum. Wow. A classic, very versatile in the passing game um, in terms of blocking and receiving. 
and their running style is much more physical than you would expect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're shorter backs, but they mm-hmm. they have good center of gravity and good balance. And Blake Corbin's someone that wants to play downhill. He wants to to get into contact downhill with you. And that's why, like, I feel like you get that at Austin Eckler, right? A running back who wants to hit the hole, hit it quick, get downhill, and he he wants contact. Um, and I, I just feel like that mold is what backs are kind of succeeding in these in the NFL right now. It's either you're one of these zone dudes in in the Shanahan clone offenses, or you're one of these like receiving backs that ends up getting a ton of volume because you're on the field in, in all the money plays. So I, I think Blake Quorum could be legit. The only problem is that Michigan offensive line. It's like, dude, they're professional people mover. I mean, did you guys watch that Michigan Penn State game? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that Penn State defense is good, and they had a, I'm pretty sure, a top five run defense. That Michigan offensive line was just destroying them. I mean, dominant. yeah, it was like you could look at Blake Quorum's numbers, and he was good. It's not like Blake Quorum was bad. He's a good running back, and he was playing well, but let's be real. Any NFL level running back is going crazy that game behind that that offensive line. Yeah. So I like what I've seen so far. And that's who I was gonna pick. Now I don't know who to pick. I got a couple guys that I'm I have a to few take. left. I have a few. I've got like a whole list of random players. There, there was in. there was one guy I already mentioned to you. I mean, there's just so many different running backs of all shapes and sizes and specialties to choose from that are all oh. producing pretty well. Is, like, is, is it is it bad between like the four players I have on my shortlist? Only one is a running back. What do you guys think I like of Deuce Vaughn? I want. He was someone I'm like concerned, Deuce but there's, there's there's a couple other running backs that I, I, I in my short in my, so I have out. two picks left. I have a short list of four players. Three of the four are receivers. One's run. One's a running back. Um, okay, I'm actually gonna. I'm gonna go with a Frank pick here. Um, I'm gonna take a guy, Rashi Rice, at SMU. Oh, that is not. Oh, I did not Ooh. see that coming. Um, just because I can't decide on any of these running backs. Um, Rashi Rice having a really good season on SMU. This dude is an absolute target hog. He's averaging 127 yards per game for this team, um, which is basically double what he did last year. Low-key productive in his underclassmen years as well with 50 and 68 yards per game, respectively, his freshman and sophomore seasons. Um, I just feel like out of what, I, what I saw out of Rashi Rice is what I almost wanted to see out of Jalen Tolbert a dude that has really good releases that doesn't have the craziest frame, but he plays bigger, right? He's like 6'2 or 6'3, 202, 203, which is pretty big. But I feel like I'm getting a a 6'3, 215 type of receiver. And I think Rashi Rice might have some of the best hands I've ever seen. I'm not going to lie. This guy's hands are just velcros. It's it's crazy glue. It's gorilla glue. Like it's nuts. The guy did he didn't catch he didn't drop a football. He makes tons of contested catches. He makes tons of catches with people draped over him. So 
the big knock on him is that I, I feel like at the top of his route, he doesn't get that separation that you'd like to see, but he, he's good at pushing off and he's got great hands. So I think, I feel like he can succeed. So fuck it. I'm taking Rashi Rice. I'm getting a share in these mock drafts. Okay. Um, this guy, the overall season production hasn't been great, um, but I like the talent that he showed. I'm picking, um, I'm picking Marvin Mims from out of Oklahoma. I, I like that pick here. He was definitely one that was on my short list. Uh, so I know he hasn't had like like a, a thousand yard season uh, yet, but I just think in that Oklahoma offense, he's shown off his talent. He can, as you what you were saying at the top of routes, create separation. Uh, I think he has great hands. Um, he doesn't really have ever a drop issue. I think I don't remember the exact percentage I saw a week or two ago, but his drop percentage uh, is great. Um, He's someone that I like a lot in this draft towards the end of the second round, or if he somehow falls early third. And I think now, right now, this Oklahoma offense is just kind of a shit show, and I think he's taking a fault out of it. I think he would have been in for a breakout season if Oklahoma's offense was how it normally is, with like Lincoln Riley and a quarterback putting up numbers. I think it would be a very different conversation about him. So I like him here towards the end of the second round. Um, now this is tough. Nah, this is tough. I could pick Charbonnet. Is that how I would say his yeah. name? Charbonnet. Charbonnet. Um, the running back, I consider him. Um, but and I could and I could consider I could consider Parker Parker Washington out of uh what is he, Penn State? Yeah, he's got some sauce. I like him. I like him, but but I'm gonna go an alternative route. I'm gonna take Ronnie Bell out of Michigan. Oh, that's mm. that a very alternate route. Um, um, <laughs> he's been producing well this season. Uh, I think we kind of all know, even though this season the quarterback plays pretty decent, Michigan does not do many favors to their receivers. Um, so I don't go fully off the stats with guys from there. I go off just like just kind of watching tape, evaluating talent. I like him a lot. Um, hold on. I, I Luna, had I had a couple. Of, take some freaking had... running backs because I wanted the decision to be made for me. Yeah, let's start <laughs> here taking <laughs> receivers much higher over running backs. I would take. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No. So I had a couple. Of, sorry. He had a season-ending uh, ACL injury. Um, and that's a good thing. That's uh, why you're that picking think... him. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, yeah, you're retired no, no, from no, football. No, I, <laughs> no, what is it? I'm saying, uh, I think he would be higher on everyone's boards had he not suffered that injury. And ACL isn't something I'm too concerned about. He's back, he's healthy this year, and he's been producing. Um, I don't know, he's, he's just someone that I really like at the end of the second round. I understand, um, I understand one of the take Charbonnet. I understand one of the take Parker Washington. I don't think any of those guys would have been bad picks there. Um, those those are just the two guys I went with. Yeah, what's going on, Nick? Uh, you need win on a trade. Noah Fant for AJ Dillon. I'm going to assume this is Dynasty, and I would 1,000% trade Noah Fant for AJ Dillon. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just AJ Dillon doesn't offer a lot to me. But... I'm, I'm not I, honestly though. I say yes just because of value. I say yes because of value because if I did that trade, I would want to flip AJ Dillon for something else. 
AD Dillon is like, if you plan on keeping him, was... I like the idea of getting AJ Dillon though and then flipping him after he has a couple of good games uh, for even more value. The problem with AJ Dillon is it's like kind of like you're putting in a decent amount of resources into something and then getting out like a Michael Walker. But they like did... personally, I think like. No offense. That was probably. one of the. Someone just texted you to added Michael Laudrup. No, no, that was. Uh, I saw Nick put that, and I was like, "How do I fit Michael Laudrup into this?" <laughs> that was all on my own. Um, AJ Dillon, I just think he's not going. Like even with Aaron Jones out, he doesn't give you a whole lot. But no offense, just he's been consistent, but he's just been consistently meh this year. But if we could get like a couple more targets for no offense, he he moves out of that. Oh, there's so many running backs. I'm just gonna take. I don't know. I'll, I'll go for the un, no. You take Charbonnet. Take the undersized. Charbonnet is the great pick here. No, I think I'm gonna take the undersized one. If you don't, I'm gonna think. I'm gonna go with Chris oh. Rodriguez. Whoa, oh, that's, not, that's not who I. Yeah, want. these are all. These guys are have not been on my board. I'm very. Oh, JT, what, what do you think of my two last two picks? You really... They're not really on my. Um, Chris Marvin Mims, power like, back out of really Kentucky, Kentucky downhill pro style offense. Uh, I mean, my running back rank is going to change a lot once I do the force miss tackle stuff. But like, yeah, I mean, JT and Jake just take two other running backs. Yeah, it's pretty, like just yeah, start. Okay. I'm shocked that more running backs didn't go go off the board in the second round. Now, I mean, I was partly to blame for that for taking Rashi Rice, but yeah, I was. Uh, I don't know. I, I like your take. The Texas A&M running back who I always struggle yeah. to pronounce. I uh, just took him, so yeah, you that, that's why I took Charbonnet. Um, but uh, those were. I mean, those... there's plenty more, right? Mo Ibrahim, uh, Eric Gray, Deuce Mo Vaughn, Ibrahim Zach just... Charbonnet. Deuce Vaughn should have gone here. Uh, is it is it, is is it uh, Devin? Devon Kane. Uh, I think both. Devon Kane. Not how you say him, but whatever. <laughs> he the, the two running backs that Jake and I took at two eleven and two twelve. I would have taken at two oh six. Um, had I the opportunity, um, I don't know. I just think those are more. You're, they're very different. Two, running backs. two, two, two oh nine is where I was considering them. Marvin Mims, I had a, two, I like wanted to take first, and then two oh nine, I was considering both of those guys. All right. So initial, first off, I think Raheem Jarrett's going to fall out of the top twenty four rookie players. Yeah, I, he might. I, I mean, right looking now. at all these running backs, it's just, it's very. I, th- I think it's, it's a good. I think draft. it's top heavy it's in terms of like draft. you have elite running backs, but then when you go down the list, there are a lot of just like solid running backs. Like if I had a player right now, kind of pivoting back to maybe more dynasty than Debbie, if I had a running back that I think is fringe, like a Damian Pierce or Antonio Gibson. Or um trying to think of like those guys that are on like the edge. Damian Pierce and Antonio Gibson are drastically apart. They're, they're, they're not yeah, they're drastically apart. Maybe like an Elijah Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Elijah Mitchell, that's a great one. David Montgomery is another one. I think that they could Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders kind of CEH, CEH. I think a lot of these guys can either have like be replaced or find themselves in a well, in the case of like Antonio Gibson, like definitely replaced. But in the other guys that we mentioned, I think they could find themselves either replaced or in a very unattractive timeshare after. This we should draft. do a segment on this next week because uh, okay. I agree with like I think I'm we should here. just do a segment on the running back landscape for next year because there's too many running backs. There are there's too so many. many there's so backs. many free agent good like 
uh, starters right now who are going to be free agents this offseason in a very oh, good Devin running back. Singletary. Offense. I'm going through the whole league. Uh, uh, he wasn't and, even the guy. Anyone, anyone on the Dolphin. Um, Joe Mixon, I think, could be in trouble. Um, because it's not even you that there's a lot of Jake, good you know, running backs in, in the 23 <laughs> class. It's like these running backs are coming in all shapes and sizes, all do different things well. So it's like no matter what kind of running back you would want, there's one that fits the mold and is producing at a pretty high level right now. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a lot of shakeup in the league. And dude, when, when it, when push comes to shove, I mean, what do you think these NFL teams are going to take, you know, drafting one in, in the second or third round, maybe even fourth round or paying someone in free agency. We've it's all seen the, the teams want to draft these yeah. running backs and, and get yeah. them on these cheap contracts, use them up, spit them out. Yep. No, I, th- I think if you have any of those free Asian guys outside of uh, Saquon Barkley, because Saquon Barkley is just like a top three, arguably top one or two back in football, um, you're hoping that all of these guys resign. Like I, I could tell you as someone who has Sanders, I'm praying to the heavens and lords that he resigns. Um, because I don't like I think I think he can get I think he can get a primary role somewhere else, but like if he I doesn't, I just love the end lords in that. The heavy if he yeah, doesn't, yeah, yeah, the lord, the yeah, lord yeah. of uh, the lord of Winterfell, the lord of um, yeah, Lunas is out here praying to the new god, the old gods, and the new and the new gods. <laughs> <laughs> all right we gotta end it there we gotta end it there all right um we made it this far thank you guys so much for listening thank you guys so much for watching really appreciate you guys hanging out in chat tonight listen to the episode hope you enjoyed the mock draft definitely gonna start getting a lot more uh 2023 rookie content coming at you so stay tuned for that we'll be back tomorrow for the dynasty stock market um we're gonna have a lot of exciting things coming so stay tuned hit that like subscribe button really appreciate it peace out have a good one thanks guys thank you you for watching